You're listening to keynote speeches from our Melbourne Podcasters live event series. These are recorded live at the event and feature the best podcast professionals in Australia who reveal the craft and techniques of creating a successful show. My name is Adam Jaffrey. I'm the strategy director at Wavelength Creative. We produce this show and run the events. Today's topic is how to develop your podcast speaking voice with our keynote speaker, Anuska Taylor, who is a certified vocal instructor. So the three topics that we're talking about is firstly, tone of voice. Secondly, how to take care of your voice and prepare for performing. Uh, And then thirdly, how to find your resonant voice. So let's start off on topic number one. What is your tone of voice? Can you give us like a high level picture of what you mean when you think about tone of voice? It's the sound of your voice, the color of your voice, or what we call the timbre of your voice, which is the same as color or sound. So it's what would identify if I was talking to you on the phone, how I would know it was you and not someone else in the room, because everyone's got a distinct tone, whether they think they do or not. Is there particular parts of a tone of voice that are desirable when we're thinking about, particularly for for podcasting? There are. So, um, well, we can start there. Do you want to start with the desirable or the undesirable? (laughs) Ooh. uh, Maybe let's start with the the undesirable. What what should we not be doing with our voice when when we're podcasting? Well, I think for many people, they hear a voice and they, we, we can instantly tell whether we like a voice or not, just like we like a singer or we, we like a band and we don't. I think sometimes people find it hard to put words around why they like one voice and not another voice. So I've just put a few things together. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, but things like if you're listening to someone on a podcast in particular, because that is your main vehicle for communicating, If you lose people with your voice, there's really no other way that you can connect to them. So talking too fast is one thing that so many people do without realizing, I think, often. Not using enough pauses. So think of pauses like punctuation and your audience can't see what you're reading. So it's the commas, the full stops, the new paragraphs, that type of thing. A voice that's very monotone. So does everyone know what I mean by monotone? Yeah. Mumbling is really common as well. Uh, Talking too low. uh, So what we call vocal fry when you're down here, which is really quite common for many people. But they don't maybe stay down there the whole time, but their voice drops down there quite frequently. Things also like a lot of nasality in the voice. Also a rough or strained quality in the voice. So if the voice is fatigued or you've spent your life sort of abusing your voice, often it can have a lot of strain in it. Okay, so what should we be focusing on doing? What are the, what are the good qualities in uh, the tone of voice? Uh, very simply, you want clarity in your voice. You want a voice that carries and projects easily. Um, is really clear. So you don't want your audience to have to work very hard to hear you. If they have to really listen hard to understand what you're saying, you're just going to switch off. And also you want a voice that modulates, so moves up and down, so it doesn't just stay on one pitch. 
not only is that healthier for your voice for it to modulate, but it's just so much more interesting to listen to. Right. Okay. So some of these like very technical things of, you know, your, your pitch and your timbre and, and all these things are important because it helps listeners to connect with you better. It means that they don't have to work as hard uh, to, to understand what you're saying, but also it makes them engage with the content more. So, so you want your voice to enhance your words, not to detract. Yeah, I like that. So, so that actually when someone's listening to you, they're not even really focusing on your voice. They're really focusing on what you're saying. But if your voice is distracting, that's all you notice. The nasality, they're talking too fast, whatever the thing is. That's a wonderful description. So the question I have is, aren't we just born with a voice that, that we have and, you know, uh, that kind of limits people in terms of, you know, if you have a voice that has some of the undesirable qualities, then maybe you can't, like, can you not be a podcaster? Yes and no to, to your question. We are all born with a voice, obviously, but we are never taught how to speak. So we're taught how to pronounce words. We're taught how to read and write if we're lucky enough to be educated. But no one is taught how to speak. So absolutely, you can learn how to speak. So that begs the question. Mm. Let's maybe talk a little bit about the how. How do we actually focus on delivering words that are clear and easy to understand and some of the other elements that you spoke about before? Well, that is what I call the resonant voice. And so that's what we will get to in part three I'm preempting it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's just because th- there's no one size fits all. I mean, everyone in this room would come with different issues. I'm using the word issues in adverted commas with their voices. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with you all in the same way anyway. So that's why I wanted to get individuals up. Sure. Let's um, play some examples. We've got some clips yes, that, that um, from, from some famous voices that you may be familiar with. There's three of them. And we've got two that are what we would maybe call bad or have some, some bad qualities. And then we've got one that's got some good qualities. So this will be a nice example to kind of uh, show you some of the, the elements that we're talking about. See if you can guess, guess who it is. We'll tell you afterwards. So interesting enough, in those days, I go three times a year to Australia. I still do, but in those days, commercially, and I get on Qantas Airlines on a flight, and it's a 14-hour flight. One day after years of going through this, Qantas Airlines announces we're about to take off. We can now proudly tell you we now have international internet. And it was like people cheered. Some people stood up in the aisles and clapped. I didn't, but I felt like doing it. And then what do you think happened within 15 minutes? It broke down. And when do you think it worked again? Never. 14 hours without it. And people are like, this is bullshit. I can't believe this crap. I'm not putting up with 15 minutes earlier, it was a miracle. Now it's already an expectation. Does anyone want to take a guess at who that was? John? Tony Robbins. Yeah, it is Tony Robbins. And so he speaks for a living. <laughs> Which is a bit worrying. So yes. tell us about Tony's voice. <laughs> well, in fairness, I think his voice has got worse as he's progressed his career. I mean, that is a very recent clip from this year. You can probably hear there's so much damage in his voice. Like it just sounds, that is a strained voice. That is a voice that's really injured. And I know for a fact that he's had a lot of vocal coaching and he's had a lot of problems with his voice. So... That's kind of what happens to you when you, you speak a lot and you don't look after your voice. 
All right, so uh, clip number two, um, see if you can guess who this person is and have a listen out for uh, the style that this person is speaking with, the kind of tone and the pitch that they have and maybe we'll take some comments before we, um, before we get the professional opinion. We fired up Australia! I am fired up, the Logies is here, it's taken a while, we're in July, it's normally in April, but we had to wait to Molly's speech to finish from last year, so... <laughs> That was an epic, but it's epic to be here. Who is loving the Gold Coast? How friendly are the locals? So friendly. Everyone's concerned for me walking down Cavill Avenue today and some guy said, Hughes, are you okay? You must have had a big night. You look terrible. <laughs> I'd had nine hours sleep. Uh, so I'm having a rough morning. He said, why? I said, just met an asshole. So who was that? So what do we think about Dave Hughes's voice? He does shout a little bit, yeah, yeah. What about the tone or the pitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of nasality, yes. He does, he talks, he, yeah. he almost talks through his nose. It's like, yeah. you can imagine his mouth is shut and he's just talking through the yeah. Like, that's how much, yes. uh, that's how nasal it is. Yes. All right, so what's the professional diagnosis? Well, you've, you've basically covered it. So the pitch is too low. He starts and then he yells to try and be heard. Plus he's very in his nose. So all of that is working against him from a resonant perspective. It's so unique that it's kind of part of the character. It's, yeah. it's almost like the Dave Hughes, he, he is a character in himself. David Mitchell, the British comedian, he talks through his nose, but again, it actually adds to the kind of comedy of his voice because he sounds so ridiculous. But actually it's sort of, it's kind of endearing as well because it sort of adds to, well, he's a funny man anyway, but for me, it makes him more funny, his voice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, should we let up the last clip? Now, I, I want to start by addressing the elephant in the room. I know people are still wondering why I didn't speak at the 2017 commencement. <laughs> the student body president sent a very thoughtful invitation. Students made a spiffy video. And when I declined, I hear there was speculation that I was boycotting campus until Antonio's Pizza reopened. <laughs> so I want to be clear. I did not take sides in that late night food debate. <laughs> the truth is, after eight years in the White House, I needed to spend some time one-on-one -on -one with Michelle if I wanted to stay married. So what do we think about Mr. Obama's voice. He speaks clearly and he pauses. Yeah, so he, he, uh, he, he speaks very clearly. But I like that, actually. He uses a lot of dramatic pause. Yes, he does. He does. Mm -hmm. Pace, yeah, good He's pace. a good pace. Good, good pace. pacing, okay, yeah. No, I agree, he does. He has, a, he has a really good rhythm. He also speaks from what I would call an optimal pitch. He's not too low and he's not too high. He's, he's at the optimal level for him. And it's going to be different for everyone. So there's not one pitch that we all have to be speaking from. Right. So we like, we, we like uh, Barack Obama. Is yeah. there anything else you wanted to touch on with, with his style of speaking? No, I just think he's a really good example of a really good speaker on many levels. He's obviously very articulate as well, as we mentioned, which helps as being a good speaker. But from, from a sort of vocal 
technique perspective, I think he uses his voice very well. Let's talk about vocal care and then we'll, and then we'll touch on um, why it's important to warm up. How should we, you know, we, we heard an example of Tony Robbins there who's got yes. a very damaged voice and we heard an example of Barack Obama who has a wonderful delivery and, and, and really great voice. Yes. How do we take care of our voice? What should we be thinking about to make sure that, you know, we can talk for the long run and, and be podcasting forever? Yes. The most important thing, so other than warming your voice up, which we'll come to in a second, but in terms of voice care, the most important thing is hydration, which I know is a boring answer to give you. But the key part to understand is your vocal cords or vocal folds have a mucosal lining like the lining in your cheeks. And so if you're dehydrated, your vocal folds do just cannot vibrate efficiently. And so it's really critical you are hydrated. And so if you are, particularly when you have air conditioning, heating, not so much right now, using things like a steamer or a, a humidifier in your office or at home, but obviously drinking lots of water, everyone knows that. <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of a obvious thing to say avoiding things that you know dehydrate you like alcohol coffee the other thing is some medications we know dry the voice out so for those of you that suffer from hay fever like I do antihistamines dry your voice things like if anyone suffers from acid reflux we know that those medications dry your voice so it's trying to find an alternative solution so I personally have a natural alternative to hay fever antihistamines but um so things like that. So hydration, absolutely, across the board. What about when you're sick? I don't know if you can hear my voice. I've got a little bit of a cold that I've been kind of trying to shake the past couple of days. What should I be doing right now at an event where I'm speaking to take care of my voice a little bit better? Well, if I was sick and I had to speak, I would be using a steamer. Do you know what I mean by a steamer? You can get them. I mean, if you don't have one, you can just get a bowl of water and stick your head over it with a towel. But the other thing is avoiding clearing your throat as well. The thing is, when you are coughing or clearing your throat like that, you have to see that it's your vocal folds are being slammed together at high speed. So you're actually making it worse. And so you irritate them more because then they create more mucus because they get more inflamed and more irritated. So you're exacerbating the problem. Is there anything else that we should be thinking about to care for our voice long term? Yes. So warming your voice up. So there's two sets of warm ups that I would suggest. So facial warm ups and vocal warm ups. So let's talk about our resonant voice. Yes. So a good question to start off this topic is what the hell is a resonant voice? What does resonant mean? So it's where your voice is at its most free, effortless and naturally will amplify. That's a really big thing. So for many people, the examples that we heard, they're trying to get power by pushing their voice. If your voice is resonant, you don't need to push. It just comes out. Right. So that's what Obama's doing, right? Yes. He's speaking in, in the, the little range where his voice is just super it's like effortless. It's like that sort of ping. The voice just pops because mm -hmm. it's just in that position where it wants to be. And so why does that matter? Because if you don't speak from that resonant voice, that's when you get the strain... That's when you get that's when you get all the issues with your voice. It's really hard to articulate clearly, to amplify your voice. Really all the things that you want as a podcaster are really hard when your voice isn't resonating properly. Uh, and so are there some kind of telltale signs that we can be on the lookout for of what a you know, a resonant voice should sound like? 
Um, Barack Obama. <laughs> um, it, it will just be clear. It will, you, you, you won't have to work hard to understand someone. It will be really clear. The voice will just effortlessly carry. And so for ourselves, what should we look out for when we're trying to deliver our own resonant voice? I would recommend that you... I mean, how many people listen to themselves when they record? Do you, do you just do podcasts and don't listen back or do you listen back? Hopefully you can start to hear some things in your own voice. Ho- hopefully you can start to hear that clarity in your own voice. Also, how does your voice feel? That's probably the biggest gauge you can ever have. How does it feel? And what should it feel like? Easy. Effortless. Right. No effort whatsoever. There shouldn't be that strain. So I can guarantee Tony Robbins' voice will feel hard work when he's speaking mm-hmm. to sound like that. Mm-hmm. And the same with Dave Hughes, that, that you can't speak like that and it, it won't sound, it won't feel good. So I, mean, I say this to singers as well. You have to start to become really conscious of your own voice, really start to feel what it's like. That's the biggest gauge and no, no one can answer that for you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so a good takeaway for, from this session is we should just be a little bit more aware of yes. how we feel when we speak Yes. Um, and, and which kind of pitch and, and tone and all those kinds of things um, are quite effortless for us. Well, let's all give Anuska one last big <laughs> thank you. This was... Yeah. Thank you. 